Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. Confess your sin to him. He's faithful to forgive it and to cleanse it. So if he's bringing up some works of the flesh, just take it to him, acknowledge it to him, and ask for his help. And he says he'll actually help you get free from it. He gives you his spirit to, to get real freedom. And with that, he may be just highlighting some, some areas where you're doubting his provision. When was the last time you talked to God? I don't mean when was the last time you prayed or worshipped or read your Bible, but when did you last say, God, please speak to me? Today, Pastor David is going to encourage you not just to pray and ask for forgiveness, but to have an honest and open conversation with God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 as he continues his message, Embracing Identity. All things are yours. And this is really, I mean, it's a radical perspective if you think about it because what he's saying is everything is yours. This changes the way we, we engage with with everything that we desire and need and everything that we are prone to become enslaved to. Because when, when we're looking for the satisfaction of these things, when we're looking for validation, when we're looking for peace, whether it is in the religious identities, you know, that's like, I'm, you know, I'm a card-carrying XYZ, Pentecostal, Calvary, Presbyterian, etc., Republican, Democrat, and that becomes our you know, this is who I am. This is my identity, and I am validated by it. It's like, he says, you're, you're missing. You are given so much more freely. And it's the same thing. We do the same thing with the, the fleshly idolatry of indulgence. If, you know, it's like we, we need to find our peace in alcohol or in relationships or in money. What he's saying here is not those things are bad. Don't touch alcohol or relationships or money. He's not saying that those things are bad. He's saying those things are not your master. Your master is Jesus. Those things belong to you, actually. And it flips it because we are, in fact, free to enjoy the things God has given to us in their right place. The the things that, this is not the, the Gnosticism that was another issue they were talking in some of the letters he talks about despising the material world, acting like everything's bad, like every physical thing is bad and we need to just detach from our physical needs. God knows how he made you. He knows you need stuff. He knows you need community and food and joy and beauty. He's made you for those things. 
It's not the, the same thing as the Buddhist detachment from the world. This is freedom in a very different way. He's saying, it's all yours. In the right time, in the right way, everything is yours. Not just by happenstance, but because God has worked to give it to you. And so it changes the way we relate to these things because instead of becoming a slave to false identities, we recognize that it's all given to us. It's, it's a totally different perspective. There's a, a security and a rest here when we take hold of the fact that you belong to the king and everything is your inheritance. The, whole, the universe is yours. And it's not a hyperbole. It's not a metaphor. It's not, this is not like an expression Jesus is using. He says it's his good pleasure to give it all to you. Now, but with that then, the other side of this is the seriousness that just as God loves you, he loves your neighbor. He loves the people around you. And so if we misuse these things, when we use them in ways that are destructive to one another, then God says he's going to hold you accountable for that because you are the temple of God and your neighbor is the temple of God. When we start, when we're defiling his spirit in us or his spirit in others, he says he is going to hold you accountable for that because he cares. He says not to use our freedom as an excuse for selfishness. But it's a, it's a very practical law he's given to us. He says no longer, we're not bound to the Torah. We're not bound to the different regulations. He says in Galatians 6, he says, Bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And as Jesus said, love the Lord and love each other. And the, all the law, all the specifics of the regulations were meant to teach us to do that. And now he's given us his word and his spirit to teach us how to freely love him and love one another rightly. He says in Galatians 5, if you turn with me to Galatians 5.13, Galatians 5.13 you, brothers and sisters, have been called to liberty, to freedom. Only do not use freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but rather through love serve one another because all the law is fulfilled in one word. In this, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. So I say, walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit is against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelry, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. He's saying the same thing here as he is here in 1 Corinthians. Of, right, first of all, know 
the liberty that you have been called to. You have been called to freedom. The point in Galatians was there was a lot of these, there were a lot of extra burdens being added, extra uh, religious hoops to jump through, was really what he was responding to. He's saying, you, you've been called to freedom. It doesn't, you don't have to add all these hoops to jump through. Love God and love one another. He says, and with that freedom, knowing God's generosity, knowing God's goodness towards you, choose to build what's good. You choose to serve God and serve the people around you. And but th- this it comes back, I think, a lot, especially this connection to the works of the flesh and the, the knowing our liberty. The, the tension is found in the fact that if we don't know the liberty of God, if we don't hold on to that, then we, we start grasping for the counterfeit liberty. And we, we indulge the flesh, whether it's through drunkenness and revelry or through the religious sort of power grabbing of, you know, I need to have this status of being very, proving myself. There's lots of different ways that we end up indulging in this, this counterfeit liberty, but it, it's rooted in not trusting that God is giving us everything. It's rooted in not taking hold of that. If there's any works of the flesh from that list that he's confronting you about, he's like, this, this one's in your life. This, this work of the flesh, is there, then own it with him. He says, if you confess your sin to him, he's faithful to forgive it and to cleanse it. So if he's bringing up some works of the flesh, just take it to him, acknowledge it to him and ask for his help. And he says, he'll actually help you get free from it. He gives you his spirit to, to get real freedom. And with that, he may be just highlighting some, some areas where you're doubting his provision, where you, you don't you're not sure that he's going to come through for you. He's going to satisfy that desire. There's unmet longing. And if he's highlighting that to you, again, process it with him. Talk to him about it. I mean, what do I do with this? You say all things are mine, but I, this area, I feel a lack. What do I do with that? Have the conversation with him. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for today's message in the book of 1 Corinthians. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please. 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the book of 1 Corinthians here on Main Thing Radio. 